0: This generation, they're on their phone a lot, and that's how they take breaks. They escape into a digital reality. Mm. And so and you combat that with creating more, you know, group things to to to, to not feel the need to escape what's actually the detriment of, of what you may be experiencing here. So I my recommendation is to allow for, especially a team like yours, to have retreats or moments where that you do breathe prevention from those breakdowns, or waiting for another pandemic, or waiting for something else. Um, how can you have someone from a clinic come in and talk to the team? How can you have moments, uh, five-minute sabbaths, at, you know, fifty-minute sabbaths in the workplace, um, because a lot of people just go, go, go.
1: Welcome to another episode of The Irreplaceable Dental Assistant. And as usual, I have a treat for you today. My guest, well, she specializes in Gen Zers. <laughs> but I like, I'll like allow Tamika to say a little bit more about herself. Welcome Tamika Smith. Welcome to The Irreplaceable Dental Assistant podcast. Yes,
0: pretend that I'm hitting the... Applause button.
1: <laughs> Air claps. That's what they call it, right?
0: <laughs> yes. I'm so happy to be here. I am Tamika. I am the self-proclaimed gensologist in the building. And I love working with or future leaders. Um, I'll go in more details about what what age range that is. However, um, I love to coach them love to just talk lifestyle and self-esteem with them. I am also a professor of psychology at the local community college here. I live in Pennsylvania and time is getting cold and Mwanga <laughs> <laughs> Amiyat.
1: Well, Tamika, thank you for taking the time to spend with us today. We truly do appreciate it. Um, you know, the the workplace is one that has several generations these days and each one has their own code and so understanding how to interact with each other is vital for a team to truly function cohesively so when we say gen z what age
0: group are we referring to Uh, well statistics have it differently so some stats say 8 to 23 Others, 10 to 25, um, but it's after the millennial birth years, which is 1995 to 2012, typically. But I choose to cater to the 14 to 23-year-old population. I just find them to be easier to have a conversation with than an 8-year-old. Okay. So in our in our workplace, in our work
1: environment, anyone th- 23 or younger, we would consider um a Gen Z colleague, right? Yeah. Or a team member. So um, as I was saying, there's so many generations and each one seems to be operating with their own culture codes. Each mm. one of us expects everyone else to do things our way, the traditional way. So mm. what are some traits that we should recognize or be aware of
0: with Gen Zs? You know, first of all, I want to dismantle a myth about that generation because most people think since they are the you know digital ones. Actually, a word that they use is the digital world, which is across <laughs> between the digital and the physical. Um, but um, there is this book called Gen Z's At Work. It's by the author David Tillman. And they did a study on communication, right? Communication is, a, is the biggest thing for any workplace, which is what can cause issues with you know cultures in the workplace and how things are communicated to and from people. And the number one way Gen Zers would want to communicate with their peers, their bosses, their coworkers. When they did that study, they found that eighty-four percent of Gen Zers preferred to communicate face to oh, face. You may think it, I know it's 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 oh. amazing. Because the millennials actually prefer like just send it in an email, just shoot me a text. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. uh, but the, the reason why is because they're they're fidgetal. They are looking to do things the fastest way, the most effective way possible. So if that means just saying it to my face, just saying it quickly, just being direct, that's that's the best way for them to to be able to understand. And um, I think that that kind of helps break the barrier with the, the culture codes. I was also reading something where it said you train millennials in the workplace, but you get to know the Gen Zers in the workplace, which I think is also holds true. I feel like this generation has their ears to the ground. You know, they understand politics. They understand what's happening um, with their finances. Um, and so they They feel like they know so much on their own with the access to information that they have. And so it's almost like our responsibility as anything past, you know, millennials, Gen X, boomers, to really get to know them so they can become effective in the workplace.
1: That is so interesting because if you had asked me before this conversation, I would have said they are texting what's happening even if somebody's sitting beside them rather than verbalizing their thoughts yes the thumbs working so that's that was an eye opener for me to hear and um it's also encouraging that you know they want you to get to know them yeah because you know different barriers can be put up based on how the just the attitude that people have towards work so Ding dong! (laughs) I heard that on some show, and I
0: liked it, so I'm (laughs) still. We're gonna have to get some of them to sit you up with some buttons. Yeah, how about that?
1: (laughs) So let me ask you this: What are some expectations that Gen Zs
0: have in the workplace? What do they expect? Well, so they're very realistic. Right, um, I think that their most Gen Zers are raised in a post nine level nine context. They're raised by Gen Xers, so compared to my generation, they they grew up that grew up in like more of an eco- economic expansion with boomer parents they're very realistic. They're in survival mode. Most of the time that I've communicated with some of them, not their fault of their own. And so as far as expectation goes, they have a really high value for mental health and advocacy. And so you can really, you can expect that <laughs> there are I mean, I'm very dramatic, but this generation is high key on emotions. (laughs) Um, A lot of, they're, they're very sensitive to the things that could be said to and about them. And so it, which is why getting to know them is important. So you can expect them to be very advanced in some of the things that they know because they are quick learners. It may take, it may take us and older generations to, try to find something out they've already found a five second video on how to do this and they're trying to convince you why this five second video is is relevant for me to show you why you are wrong versus you reading a whole book you know what i mean and so they may be offended and so i think the best way to um communicate to them in the workplace is from a place of real like a realistic standpoint because you know like for for example role play you know, I see that you really want to implement because they're they're also very new. I see that you want to you know implement this thing, or you find it easier because you found this video on TikTok. You think this is going to work, but you know, let's 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 piece this through. Let's put a little bit of both. Let's get get more. You know what I mean? Um, they're not big on collaboration, which is why they find things so quickly. But if they have to be motivated in order to collaborate in most spaces, they, so one of my, um, as you've met Paige, she's, a, um, she's in school to be, a uh, physici- physician, assistant, I think. And when I told her I was doing this podcast, she said, I, I w- always wanted to be a dental hygienist. I was like, why? She's like, I just love flossing. So <laughs> that's, that's them. Okay. Um, they love doing something. They're going to figure out how to make a career out of it. And so when they come into traditional workspaces, they're trying, they're eager um, to, to put into place the things that they've learned from what they've been passionate about. And so the best way I find to get them to, to be more on a team is, is to be, is to motivate them to collaborate some of their ideas because they'll rather work on their own thing to, to make this space more manageable for them.
1: So um, I guess I'm a little conflicted here because in one state, one case, we're saying that you know they're quick; they just want a quick answer, and they want you to understand why this quick answer is it. Mm-hmm. But if we're speaking about a collab, how how would we how how would we unite that group if one group just wants that you know quick thing here we go, and another group is like okay, let's let's work this through, let's see what works, let's test and see and move from there. Because as someone who has a team with a wide range of ages, it's important to know, to understand a little nuances.
0: Yeah, so I've worked directly with, with teenagers, specifically between the ages of, I want to say 15 and 19 before my role was a job coach. So I am pretty much, and this was in um more of a predominantly underserved area of New Jersey. And what i found is that depending on the culture and depending on the class, you may find different levels of motivation. And so with, uh, you know, the context that I live in now is more middle to high class, um, predominantly white. And I found that they're they're more willing to help. They're more willing to c- collaborate. And, um, you know, but they're also b- very big idea. And it comes from exposure. And and so there's that end of it. And then when I worked in the underserved community, they're more um, entrepreneurial and wanting to work on things very quickly and by themselves, because in their mind, I need to get out of what, of what, where I'm living. And so I remember one of them, she bought equipment, found YouTube videos to be a nail tech. And this was her thing. Right now, as I'm working at college, one of my students decided to drop out and when I spoke to him about it he's like oh well I'm just gonna do this and this and then I'll be in my you know feel like it's it's this this that and it's quick you know I'm on the phone with one of my mentors crying today because she's like I don't have a life I don't have a social life I'm in school for the next two years and I'm like it will go by so quick you know what I mean and so there's so many ranges of of these really big emotions yeah Uh, that's why I stress the importance of when you do have someone from this generation on your team really get to know their personality um in order to see how best they fit in this team because a, a big thing for me personally when I'm looking for something I want to I want to know is this a good fit for me and I'm and am I a good fit for you and so they can if they're also the only one on this team that's from this generation that either has this, I'm ready to help build mindset or no, I need to work on this by myself very quickly. It don't let, don't leave them hanging with an expectation that they'll just figure it out and fit in as business as usual. They are not business as usual um, kind of generation. They, they want, they want to move on to the next thing.
1: (laughs) Yes. So um, I'm going to drill down on this mental health care um, Mm -hmm. because in my generation boomers it was almost taboo you know you sucked it up and you dealt with it and so to be in an environment where we're looking at almost the opposite how how do we navigate our way through that
0: you know what I think it would do it's it would suit every boomer good to go to a therapist one time like just it because i hear you even from my parents like i would just love like just try it out for yourself as far as therapy is concerned just to, to talk to someone because the thing about this generation as well and mine being a mini- millennial we don't um, there's a very it could be very trendy which is breaking generational curses this is a it's a very trendy say in this in this generation now um, and that is to not carry over trauma um, the thing is that most boomers think that you know you get over it you know just get you get over it, it gets stronger but what what the millennials do is I don't want to be like my mother. I don't want to just get over it. I want to uproot whatever it is that may have happened to her. I want to talk about it. I want to be able to not pass that on. And then you have the Gen Zers who are any little thing happened there they the word they use is i'm tr- well i'm triggered or my it's that's my anxiety anything makes them so it's like from one extreme to the next oh, Yes. It, it's almost like so, so because of that they they have this big They're feeler sensitive to like um uh, well it's my anxiety so i can't go to work where whereas if you if you said that growing up it's like
1: girl, if you don't yes. get yourself <laughs> up and get out of here. Right.
0: <laughs> exactly. But they, they have this expectation because you know, of the sensitivity of mental health in, in the day and age we live in. it's, it's almost a little bit abusive, but at the same time, it is worth stopping and looking into. So, so I, my recommendation is to allow for, especially a team like yours, to have retreats or moments where that you do breathe because it it, those things instead of like feeding like it prevention better than cure you know what i mean so have ways in which you can one of the first thing I, i challenge my students with so I teach both at the college and at the high school and I, I say find a cause something to care about something to burden you something that breaks your heart that you want to see a change in um, because it's there and you don't want to wait until that thing hits you and you had no idea that that was there and so it, when you f- can find out what is it that breaks your heart what is it that, that burdens you um, you can put your energy into that and it, it, helps, it also helps to, to, to channel those areas that do make you anxious, you know what I mean? Instead of being anxious about every little thing. You know, it's like putting your anxiety to work, so to speak. And so I think in, in any workplace, prevention from those breakdowns or waiting for another pandemic or waiting for something else. Um, how can you have someone from a clinic come in and talk to the team? How can you have moments, uh, five-minute Sabbaths, at, you know, 50 minute Sabbaths in the workplace, um, because a lot of people just go, go, go. This generation, they're on their phone a lot, and that's how they take breaks. They escape into a digital reality. Mm. And so, how can you combat that with creating more, you know, group things to, 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 to not feel the need to escape what's actually the detriment of, of what you may be experiencing here?
1: Well, I love the fact that um, we should focus on different personalities. I, as a rule, whenever I'm hiring someone, I have them do a personality tests so I can understand how this fun- person functions, how they need to be supported, how we can um, support their strong points so that they can shine. So I love that. Um, i think what you said about mental health and the extremes of views on therapy i think people are moving more towards the middle well boomers are not as averse to therapy Mm -hmm. as maybe they they used to be um i think that there's still a lot to be learned about someone who takes breaks on their phone, (laughs) especially during work hours when you're looking over your shoulder and thinking, "Okay, she should be breaking a room. She's on the phone or yeah. he will be setting an appointment, he's on the phone and how to get around that because it's not an easy pill to swallow <laughs> for someone who, who's expecting people to push through and you know hit the grit and the grind because this is what we need to do to yeah. you know, to really thrive. So let's flip the switch now. What would you say, what advice would you give to a dental team member who is a Gen Z? So we've spoken a lot about the team and how they should approach and what they should look at for um, a team, per team member who is Gen Z. But now let's look at it from the flip.
0: I guess the first thing that comes to my mind is to just be open minded. From the Gen Zers that I have been around, some of them are very eager to learn. And so something I don't know how busy a dental hygienist office is. I would encourage them to be open to learning everything. And I say this because let's say, um, you know, there's a need to, to do paperwork or things, they, they like to get their hands dirty immediately, right? And so the, the work that don't seem so hands-on, maybe answering the phone, I don't know if there's somebody separate for that. I'm speaking as if I don't even know. Um, but just an openness to learn everything that takes place, be assertive, And very direct when feedback doesn't feel good instead of being so quick to head to to snapchat and Instagram and tell everybody else um, and take offense and quit because I'm this is what they say I'm offended that you would say instead of you know, oh, I need to process that. You know, is, is there a thing? Yes, process it, but be very direct with the person who gave you the feedback so that you're, you're dealing with the feedback very head on.
1: That is so good because you are so right. When Gen Zers are offended rather than dealing with it with the person who you may have thought created the offense. <laughs> they just
0: already gone
1: all over already the gone. <laughs> and the truth is sometimes if you took the time to talk it through you would realize yes they may have said or done something that was offensive but there may be some truth to what is being said and you know yeah. as adults we should be able to, to to discuss it and and um hopefully with a Team where you have people from various generations, we can learn from each other. <laughs> I agree. When you have people who are different from you, there are pros and cons. There are things that you'll pick up, there are things that you decide, okay, I'm just going to leave that there. But I think in the end, you're better for having had that diversity. Right? Yeah. 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 So, This audience is really the dental team, which is the dental assistant, the dental hygienist, and maybe some dentists are listening in as well. But we focus primarily on the dental assistant. And the dental assistant is what I refer to as the glue. That's the person who the patient confides in. That's the patient person who updates the doctors to what's going on, helps to set up the room, helps to, you know, clean up things afterwards, just the number one person to have in your office and so we have a wide range of dental assistants and so this information is so good (laughs) that i think people will have to listen a couple of times to say okay yeah now i get it all right yeah yeah all right let me try with this so i always like to end the podcast with with a quote, do you have one that you'd like to share with us today, Tamika?
0: You know what I do? There's a quote that I heard in a, in a, um, in a dancehall song. <laughs> it's appropriate. I promise. But it is by an artist named Bugle. And he says, if you blame life, you blame who gives it. So don't blame life, blame the way that you live it. And the whole idea is that, um, no mistakes are made, um, with your life. And if you don't like how you are living it, you have the opportunity to fix it. Absolutely. I don't know him, but I agree
1: with him. (laughs) That is good advice, Mr. Bugle. Thank you very much. (laughs) And thank you, Tamika, for listening to that so you could pull that out. Because that definitely is a gem for anybody at any age, right? Well, it has been such a pleasure to have you, to be able to talk with you, to unpack a few things. You have to promise me one thing, Tamika. What is that? That brrr, drum roll. You'll come back and share with us on another occasion. <laughs> oh, I love you. This, is, this was fun. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Um, we will see you again. Be safe. Get home. Don't get too cold because you said that the weather is changing and it's getting a little chilly. (laughs) I can um, show off on you because I don't have those issues. (laughs) Thank you. All right, Tamika, we will connect again. We will. Thank you for having me. I think that we really did crack the Gen Z code today. Remember, the number one way that Gen Zers communicate is face to face. Who'd have thunk it? (laughs) It's actually encouraging that they want you to get to know them. So make the effort to learn more about those Gen Z teammates. And remember that they have a high value for mental health. They're easily triggered, and they may escape into a digital reality, hence the reason why you always see them on their phones. And they they have a very high regard for advocacy. Their life must matter in some shape or form. Remember, Gen Zers are eager to share what they've learned. Now, flipping the switch, if you are a Gen Zer listening today, be open-minded, be assertive, and be direct in your response rather than heading to the internet to vent. Listen, life is better when we live, laugh, and grow together. Share, subscribe, do whatever you want, but don't keep this to yourself. I'll see you the next time. Blessings.